Welcome to Breaking Good, the officially unofficial podcast for Breaking Bad on AMC. I'm Jim. I'm Aaron. And today we're talking about Season 3, Episode 5, entitled Moss. Uh, you know, we had Episode 1, entitled No Moss. As you probably would have guessed by the title, Walt gets back into cooking this episode. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, enticed by a lot of things here, but we'll get to that. What did you think of this episode? I thought it was really good. It's another really good blend of comedy yep. and drama. Um, I thought there was some delicious irony served up with uh, <laughs> Skyler's timetable for forgiving Waltz and mm-hmm. Waltz's timetable for his overweening pride to take over. There's sure. some really good, uh, you know, I'm, I, I never know if I can call it foreshadowing or not, but there's some tantalizing uh, glimpses into the future of some of our characters that we'll talk about, I'm sure, in a spoiler section. Mm-hmm. Uh, what more do you want? You, the tits, an ass. I was gonna say some views into the past of some of our characters sure. that we didn't get before. Sure, some uh, stuff that was in the spoil. We talked about in the spoiler section. Mm-hmm. Um, that's now come to fruition. So that's kind of always interesting to see. Yep, got to start a breakfast counter on Hank. You know, he's he's <laughs> o for one. Uh, maybe Marie just yeah. can't get down with the purple pancakes. He doesn't seem like he's gonna be eating many breakfasts. <laughs> uh, but on the other hand, it doesn't look like he misses many. It's true. So like, if, yeah. if he's going to remain to Hank, we know and love. He's he's well. He does what I do. He's a two meal a day kind of guy. Gotcha. You know, he he binges like the Mighty Python. Yeah, you, you, you yeah. S- swallow a, a a meal and a half and then just let it digest for several <laughs> weeks. Then sure, just puke up the bones. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Are you ready for the recap? I think so. Okay, we start with a flashback to when Walt gave Jesse the money to buy the RV. The the infamous scene where he says, "I am awake." Mm-hmm. Uh, and Jesse immediately takes the money to the strip club and blows it mm. on strippers and expensive champagne and just sure. all sorts of dumb shit. Then the next morning, he's got 1400 bucks left. No idea where he's going to get this RV from. And Combo says, yeah, I can get you one. No yeah. problem. Right now, Six let's go. Six o'clock in the morning. Uh-huh. Uh, I thought it was interesting that clearly Jesse had some kind of mental reserve that he had to keep of this cash so he could <laughs> yeah. still blow a lot of money. But then, And he's so undisciplined. And I wonder that he if, blew it anyway. So what what does he give him? Like eighty something hundred dollars, uh, like eight thousand something, something and like that. I'd... I'm thinking like if I'm buying an RV, I probably want more than that. Like that gets you an okay used car. Yeah, but that's the but thing. But RVs like, I, are more expensive, aren't I'm, they? Yeah, but man, that stuff that shit is fungible. Like I, I'm always amazed that like <laughs> you know if you're getting like an old kind of beat, you don't care what it looks like mm-hmm. or smells like. And you just care of like mechanically sound that you you can find some some hidden gems. Hmm. Well, I bet I, I bet I, if you go to and try to find an '80s bounder, it's pretty expensive now because oh, for sure, yeah. It, it's like that. Uh, what what was that uh, particular flash handle that like is a class a staple of, of classic photography and like all the Star Wars yep. nerds were buying yep. it up to make Luke Skywalker. Uh-huh. Uh, lightsabers, and it was actually pissing off the... Cl- I bet there's a classic RV for them, like, those goddamn Breaking Bad fans. Yeah. Taking all those classic 80 bounders off But then off there, the there's an equal amount going, oh, I'm going to cash in on totally, this. Totally, totally. Uh-huh. Um, but still, I, th- I think Jesse, you know, I, if it were me, I was thinking, okay, 80 some hundred dollars is mm-hmm. probably enough to buy an RV, but it's going to be a shitty one. I can't sure. really spend any of this money. I better, like, at least go check out, see what they're worth. What I can buy one for? I don't think Jesse did any leg work. No, I think he headed straight for the. Strip. He calls up Skinny Pete. He calls up Combo. We're going to the strip club tonight, boys. That's the thing. I feel like he went to like you know, got the 
the automotive trader or whatever the Albuquerque version of the little puppy. Oh, you think he did do some? I research. think he did, okay. and he's like, ah, the cheapest RV. Yeah, yeah. That's how much I need, mm-hmm. and then I can blow everything else on the strip club, and then he <laughs> spent twice that much money, and it's mm-hmm. it's crazy. But I thought it was interesting to see. You know, we give Walt a lot of shit for taking advantage of Jesse and running him down. Jesse does a lot of shit to Walt. It's just not out in the open. Sure. Like, Walt has no idea. Not only did he get taken for a ride, did he fund this Making It Rain weather event at the Mm -hmm. Albuquerque Strip Club, but they were cooking in a stolen RV. Yeah. That is insane. It Uh, is. It's only by the good graces of Combo's mother that they don't all go to prison. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Uh, Honestly, Combo dying might have saved them because Mm -hmm. I felt like when she was talking to Hank in this episode, she had some kind of internal clock where, you know, I'm I'm waiting for for Combo to get himself all straightened out. Uh, Or Mm -hmm. Christian is his name. Uh, And, and, you know, he ended up dying and she's like, okay, well, fuck it. But or I guess if he died, I'm kind of surprised she didn't report it as stolen. Yeah. But then again, he's she, not going to jail. <laughs> she's the type of mom who can't bear to go in and do anything to her son's room. It's like, yeah, a shrine to the day of his death. It's like the <laughs> underwear is still on the floor. Oh, we'll talk about that. The weed, sure. <laughs> the weed curtains are still flying. Uh, the other thing is you, you can see it. You can just see it in this strip club scene where Vince Gilligan's on the phone with AMC. He's like, so, so what can we show? He actually talks uh, so, about that. Okay. So we can do the pasties. We, uh, uh-huh. we can we put the panties around, uh, Jesse's neck? Can we put the tits on his head? Great. Yes. Okay. We'll shoot it. No, I, he talked about that in the, in the insider podcast. Oh, that, yeah. Like there was extensive, like how big do the pasties have to be? How long can they be? And he's like, you know what? I've melted a human being uh-huh. in a bathtub not a blink from the standards and practices people. Mm-hmm. This was like negotiating a whole season of Breaking Bad. Uh, and it makes no sense. No, I, that's the thing. Like, you know, I don't want to get my high horse about it again, but it's crazy in this country that you can show people being butchered with machetes and axes. Yeah. But I mean, it's. I, I will say, you know, this is not just nudity, this is also uh, lurid behavior. This is objectification i mean there, there's a lot of stuff that goes into this scene that makes you say okay maybe you know what the ultimate objectification so of a here. human is butchering them like meat <laughs> which i've I, seen several times this what, season. what i'm saying is this yeah. is not just nudity right there are other concerns here i certainly. just feel like that there are the problem is that we have parents in this country who and and i'm sure our listeners are are, are among this number who will watch breaking bad in front of their children Mm-hmm. And not blink an eye about it because in in you know this is our culture like we're okay with violence but this you know a nipple would be like oh my god cover Johnny's eyes and uh, you know it is it's, sure. it's it is what it is yeah I don't have to say about it other than that it blows my mind though um, I don't know uh, he he mentioned that and also the other thing that was interesting is like I guess this very rarely happens. But they were actually had secured the rights and were playing this rocket scientist song hmm. on the set. Oh. So that okay. everybody was bobbing and gyrating and throwing money to this beat. And the uh, editors were talking about how, you know, the pros and cons of that. And I, the, there was two editors, is Kelly and somebody else, the guy that actually edited. And they said something about, along the lines of, you'd be surprised at how often that's not a problem. Because Vince is like, what happens if you have some other dish? He's like, you know, most everything is like, you know, what is that, four, four, four time? 
Okay, yeah. Your standard time. Yeah, you just need to get the, And it's like, even if right you tempo. don't have any music, if you just tell someone to nod their head to a beat, they are going to nod to like 4-4 four, four time. So she's like, it's shocking how, li- how little it, it usually matters, unless it's some kind of weird, you know, non-standard timing for the music or something. But sure. Yeah, everything yeah. just cut together. But she said it was a special treat to actually have the music so you can really make it match all the different beats and, and the cuts and stuff. Yeah, what? I wonder how they deal that with audio audio bleed. Like, because you got to hear what the actors are saying, mm. but you got to put the music in afterward. And if there's also music on the actor's track, how do you get that out of there? Yeah. Although there wasn't a lot of dialogue in this. No, it was probably just like a lot of yelling. They could probably ADR it, honestly. A lot of, yeah, bitch. Yeah, uh-huh, <laughs> uh-huh. So yeah, those those are kind of some some interesting tidbits. The wrestling with the the, the networks and the standards people for for mm-hmm. the tits. Yep, the war of the tits, and uh, the little editing insight. So then we go to Combo's house, um, which we find out later is Combo's house. Um, he's inside. He's getting the keys for the RV as Jesse kind of examines it, walks around it. Looks pretty shitty, but it'll do. Uh, Combo comes out with the keys, says they got to bounce, and Jesse hops in and he, they take off. You know, it's funny because I totally remembered the fact that Jesse screwed over Walt and blew the money on a strip club. Yeah. I had for, totally forgot the fact that it was still I, – I, in my mind, hmm. he had worked out a price with Combo that's like $2,000 or whatever, and then he uh-huh. just took Walt for the ride and then didn't tell Combo either. But mm-hmm. the fact that, yeah, they just – he just stole his mom's RV for 1400 bucks. Yeah, yeah, that's nothing. And you know his mom never saw any of that money. Oh, God, no. He went and blew that 1400 at the strip club the Probably, next night. Probably, yeah. Or on a, you know, a couple, you know, a couple ounces of meth. I don't know how much you yeah. can, I don't know how much meth you can get for 1400 bucks. Probably a lot. Probably a shitload. Pro- I think so, but I I have no idea, honestly. Maybe not quite a pound. No idea. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even feel right guessing. I mean, it, it it's got to be cheap. Like I'm like mm-hmm. cheaper than dirt weed cheap or else why the hell would anyone smoke it over crack it, or it, pair one yeah. Or so. yeah it's got to be it's got to be cheap sure uh you know what else is cheap combo spoiler <laughs> my god man like i get it i get it you're going for a persona here but uh-huh. that spoiler has got to go man what spoiler i didn't even know shitty he's got like one of those erector set toyota corolla but it's like it's kind of real low in uh-huh. the middle and then the ends flare oh, up real yeah, high yeah. and out. Uh-huh. And it's just, ah, oh, it's terrible. Well, you know, you got, you got to manage that downforce. <laughs> yeah. When you're going 30 on the front wheel drive cars, it's mm-hmm. really important to manage that <laughs> downforce on your, on, on your back wheels. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, and then, you know, Jesse's driving is just classic here. Sure. Which I imagine it's pretty hard to drive that thing. The first time you step in it. Well, plus visibility is probably not good. I also think the Jesse, kind of cotton to the idea that this was not a cool yeah. deal which again dude you're cooking in what you think is a stolen rv jesus yeah jesse's not very smart at the beginning of this show <laughs> not cautious at all he's smart he's just i mean he's intelligent he's just dumb in the choices he makes yeah uh like walt he's made a series of of, of bad decisions mm-hmm. uh which i mean that's the thing you can say the same thing about walt look how dumb he was uh, just, True. not just about who to trust and how to do deals, but just the fact that you can take over a sizable portion of Albuquerque and nobody's going to care. You start yeah, drugs, I mean, start slinging drugs wherever you want. That's the thing about Walt. It's easy to narrow him down, right? Like he's book smart, not street smart, and that's what he needed Jesse for. But Jesse's like street smart in some ways, and then like really dumb in other ways, and he's definitely not book smart. And like 
I don't even know what to call him. He's a uh, very idiot savant <laughs> when I it guess. comes to cooking meth. Uh, then we go over to Skyler, who's admiring the heated floors in Ted's bathroom. Mm. And he's, you know, in the shower, he gets out, he tries to get her to leave some of her stuff there. And I don't think she does. Yeah, that uh, the heated floor, it's got to be nice. It sounds nice. If I ever built a house, I would definitely it. put heat. I'd, I'd, I'd want radiative. I think they call it radiative heating, uh-huh. where you actually heat the floors and... Yeah, he got um, talked into it by some contractor. Yeah, I think it's the way to go, man. I think it's super, yeah. super efficient. Don't I, I can imagine a demo of that being pretty effective. Yeah, and you think about it, it heats the area where the people live. Like, you know, mm. uh, forced air heating, it all goes to the top. You know, if you got eight-foot ceilings, you got a nice convection zone up there. You <laughs> got to have fans and shit. To. Whereas if you're radiating yep. from the floor, you keep, you keep the things that are cold on you warm, and it mm-hmm. kind of all... It's like a convection oven. keeps you toasty. <laughs> like a hot pocket in a convection oven. Uh, then we go to also yeah. She seems to be really, uh, really, really liking the whole Ted experience. Seems like it. I mean, to go the, Ted. That's not a. There's no rhyme for that. I, no, I mean Ted tries that line right. Once you go binicky with all the dudes, you're finicky. That's what I it is. think. That's that's no, the, that's the saying. No. That's the saying. <laughs> Put it on a shirt. There you go. <laughs> Oh, with Ted's big dumb head. <laughs> Once you go finicky, all others you're finicky. Uh, Walt Jr. knocks on the door to the nursery to tell Walt that dinner's ready. Mm-hmm. And uh, Walt's on the phone with Jesse, who is absolutely pissed about only getting half of his cook money. Uh, Walt tries to explain that, hey, this is not my doing. I had no mm-hmm. idea. Um, they get into a little argument where one of them is too prideful and petty. The other one is too vindictive and like they they just don't see eye to eye on this and Jesse then at the end of the conversation threatens to continue cooking if he doesn't get his money. Yeah, he 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 does uh, some verbal judo on Walt. He says escalate yeah. this. Yep. I'll be a one man glass factory, bitch. It's weird too cuz he's actually talking to Saul when he does when he says escalate this. Yeah. And then it leads right into the conversation with Walt. Uh, and also, it's just hard to be cool when you're having a hissed whisper conversation in your infant daughter's yeah. closet. Yeah. You know, that's no way to conduct a business meeting. No. Compare this to how he is with Jesse at the end, where he, you know, this is Walt completely out of control and feeling threatened, whereas mm-hmm. in the episode, Walt is in complete mastery of the situation. And, uh, yep. it's, you know, Cranston's got a lot of range. Then we go to Hank snooping around uh, one of the bounders that he's trying to track down. He's trying to figure out if it's a meth factory. Gomi's pretty convinced that it's not. There's nothing going on there. And it's locked up tight, so he decides, hey, I'm going to climb up yeah. on top. I'm going to look through the sunroof, and when he does... It's the rarely seen <laughs> two-player strip solitaire. Like, you hardly yeah, see that. Uh, I'm kind of happy it's rarely seen. There's nothing <laughs> here to really see, honestly. Uh, I wonder how much uh, standards and practice had to prove this scene. Probably not there's two all. sets of tits. Well, yeah. And cleavage you got you uh, you got to manage. <laughs> Yeah, so they spot him up there and they start screaming. Yeah, and I'm like, the whole time I'm like, he's crawling, crawling. I'm like, a man like Hank cannot mm-hmm. climb this ladder and crawl on a roof without anybody not detecting him. And then fortunately, yeah. yes, he actually was detected. And it was pretty funny. <laughs> I don't know. I I feel like through this show, I'm I'm learning more than I want to know about the Villigan sense of humor. <laughs> Because every scene, I can just see him cackling behind the camera, sure, behind the script. He loves people in underwear. He really, yeah, nothing not yeah. funny about that. <laughs> and just like 
putting people into extremely awkward situations. Sure. Which Hank gets into here. Um, in the morning, he's trying to explain the situation, how he got up there and all that to the couple. And he's apologizing and he smoothed things over. And then he goes to talk to Gomi, um, says, hey, we're going to investigate a couple more. Call it a morning. Gomi says, nope, I'm going to El Paso. Ooh, got a flight to catch. And burn. Hank is... Hank just kind of looks at him. I don't know exactly what's going through his head at that moment, but we find out later, you know, there's a lot of stuff bubbling under the surface with Hank. A lot of stuff. Yeah. And it, I, I will say that this rewatch, if so far has changed my mind a lot about Skyler, but I think Hank is the one that's really transformed the most. His whole mm-hmm. arc is a lot more clear to me on this rewatch, which I want to talk about in the spoiler section of it. Okay. Uh, we go to uh, Hank's house where he gets home to take a shower before he goes back out to find the RV. Marie tells him to get some rest, but he is not interested in that. And she also mentions that she heard Gomi was going to El Paso and tries to get him to open up. But Hank is not having any of that. He doesn't want to talk. So instead, he begins to shout about the important work he's doing right here in the ABQ. Yeah. Jesus, Marie. Is that the first Jesus Marie we get in the series? I feel like it might have been. Maybe. Yeah, it seems seems wrong that it's three and a half seasons in, but but there you go. Two, two uh, and a half seasons two and in, half. I guess, yeah. Uh, but uh, did you see how psychotic Marie looked with her sweet and lows? I didn't read. Just like all placed neatly in a row. That's and some Walt-type behavior, and I don't, yeah. I mean, she's got a lot of strange behavior herself mm-hmm. with the whole, you know, stealing baby tr- uh, TR, as we've seen already, and yeah. and she's a piece of work, but I didn't remember her being kind of OCD. Yeah. And she's also got the Purple Palace, the whole thing going on, but. No, I didn't really remember that either. She has other personality quirks that are more prominent, I guess. Is that something that just dropped from here on out? I mean, that I I can't think of any other, and I feel like if there was a whole bunch, then I would have not been surprised that that was kind of a character trait of hers. I I can't recall any other times when she's very OCD Do, do you like feel that. like that they were always trying to find something for Marie to do, like Villigan's feeling bad about Betsy Brandt, and is like, oh, we'll just, okay, well, kleptomania, uh, OCD. Yeah, uh, I mean, otherwise... terrible relationship with your sister. Uh, you, it's like, he's she just trying to pile on yeah. all these quirks and ticks until she's just neurotic mess, just to try to give her something to do. Pretty much, yeah. Because, I mean, if you make Marie a normal person in this situation... It seems like she doesn't have much to do. Like, her sister is the one who really has shit to deal with, right? We'd spend a lot more time with her. Like, Marie wouldn't be much of a character. Not to this point, anyway. Yeah. Uh, The other thing that I'm trying to figure out about Hank here is how much of him not going to El Paso is actually because of the blue showing back up. Zero. And how much is actually just him being afraid. Zero. I am utterly convinced that 99.9% of him passing on El Paso, this is... This is procrastination. This is me vacuuming the floors when I need to do my taxes. This is, hmm. you know, avoidance behavior. No, he is. Sure. I mean, I'm. There's a little bit of that, I'm sure, but the majority of it is just from his fear. Uh, which again, it's something I kind of want to explore. Cause we we talked about this two weeks ago in the spoiler section, a little bit of uh, psychoanalysis of Hank, and I want to do some more now that we've gotten a little bit more of the season under my under our hats. Okay. Right now or. In the spoiler section. Oh, in the spoilers. Okay. Uh, Walt takes the meth money to Gus, and he calls him out on this ploy to get him cooking again, and basically lays it all out. Like, mm-hmm. this is exactly what you're doing. 
We all know that's exactly what he's doing. Walt knows it, and, and yet it. Walt falls. And Gus for is it. like, "It's still going to work, I bitch." Know, I know it's because everything you're saying is true about this overweening pride uh-huh. clouding your judgment. He's and, yep. and Gus is just letting him. Like, I don't even have to put the noose on his head. He, uh, he's I, trapping himself. I just look at the noose and look at Walt, and he will put it around <laughs> his own neck and then pull the trapdoor lever. It's yep. it's so funny. And if that's not enough. What, he asked him to take a drive. Oh, yeah. And this drive is what seals the deal, without a doubt. Um, uh, you know, if he's seen any Goodfellas or Sopranos, he should have been highly skeptical of this oh, take yeah. a drive with me. Mm-hmm. You know, after you've just turned down this man's offer, Godfather offer, I'll even say, to yeah. cook meth for you. Uh, I'm going to have Mike sit in the back seat. Is that okay? Yeah, that, uh, right, right behind you, right yeah. behind you. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> is that a is, is is that some metal racking noise? What did you, is, is something in suspension wrong? Oh no no, it's fine. Yeah, no that that's what was going through my head too. Obviously, I knew that wasn't going to happen, but uh, I, I, this the, that man, scenario is dangerous. I wish because there's so many points in the series where I remember how I felt when I watched it, but I don't know. I mean, no one thinks Walt's going to die. That's the no. the one flaw of Breaking Bad is that. You're not sure whether he's going to live or die throughout the series, but you're pretty damn sure that he's not going to die at any point in the middle of the season. Without him, there is no series. Now, you can't say that about everybody. Like, sure. I was on pins and needles about Jesse and Skyler and Holly and everybody at various yep. points in the series. But Walt, I was always sure that he would get out of it. It's just what is it going to cost him? Yeah, yeah. And then where is this going to end up? So, yeah. Um, And that's, you know, what happens with Walt here, how he traps himself is continues to be walt's biggest problem yeah and this uh, he's his own worst enemy in a lot yeah guess guess the psychology on him was just amazing like you know it's like i thought you wouldn't hire an addict well you you vouched for him uh-huh. you know I, I took you at your word <laughs> like it's just the it's the master yep uh and he you know he's ranting and raving here about how the chemistry must be preserved or whatever the the purity of the chemistry must be looked after um, which plays right into his hands when he takes him over to this next scene, but we'll talk about that. Sure. Uh, Skyler pulls up to Ted's house just as he does as well. They're obviously arranging a rendezvous here. Uh, she gets a phone call from Marie who has an update on baby Holly, but she's really calling to talk about Hank. She says he won't talk to her and she can't figure out what's going on. And Skyler, I don't know. I can't tell how much Skyler really cares here. She's got uh, so much of her own problems going on that yeah. Sky wants to get to her happy place, which is yeah, in heated uh, floors, the binicky finicky bed uh, with the heated floors. Yeah, she and and Marie heated bed too. Heated oh sure <laughs> yeah. Uh, Binicky he he handles that himself. <laughs> oh, God. No contractor had to talk him into that. Uh, I do yeah. I mean, and Marie she's just like got this distant dreamy. I was like I'm not sure. She should be watching children. It feels like she drank a couple bottles of NyQuil. Yeah. Uh, but no, she's concerned because um, Hank is refusing to talk about his problems. And that seems like Hank to me. Yeah. I, I, the thing is, I don't know that Hank has ever had a problem big enough to where it's it's been an issue. Nah. Well, you know? like that's the thing is not talking to Marie about his problems is one thing when his problems are like, oh, my brew didn't come out exactly how I wanted it. Yeah. This is a whole nother world. Or I, I I I broke my ring finger when I roughed up some junkie today. Well, I mean that's all tied in with this, right? Like, yeah, yeah no, you might be right. 
but I also think he's the type that just doesn't have he uh derives so much of his personal identity from this invent this aura of invincibility yeah and completely not being affected by anything around him and being the one that 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 messes with other people that now that something's fucking with him he honestly just doesn't know how to handle it yeah no you you're totally right i mean he if he were a guy who was prone to crying he definitely would have cried in the shower Probably. He's that messed up right now. Has has Hank ever cried in his whole fucking life? I don't think so. Has a, I don't a, think a, so. A tear ever escaped? No. Like maybe when he's eating the atomic buffalo wings at the whatever album, he he will he will sweat cry. Uh, you know, but, I mean that's his why eyes will water. That's why he's so big. He's holding all those tears in. <laughs> Just years and years. Once water he lets it gang. go, yeah. Forget about it. They're gonna have to. I don't know. They're going to lose everything in their basement. All those sw- salty tears inside is swell you right up <laughs> like a balloon, man. So Gus takes Walt over to an industrial laundromat where he has set up a super, uh, a hidden super lab. Walt looks around while Gus explains the setup and such a fucking makes cool him an offer. This is this is one of those amazing moments in Breaking Bad. I feel like yeah. The introduction to the super lab. It's spoiler alert. They're going to use that super lab. Yeah. Uh, Meth will probably be cooked there. It's it's a specific time in Breaking Bad's history. This is the Super Lab era of you, Breaking Bad that starts right at this moment, and yep. it's beautiful to see. Yep, this is. I in fact, I'm going to say this arc is. Oh, man, it's hard to say with the, the the way it finishes, but I I feel like this is the core of Breaking Bad. This is the meat. Uh, you know, you've had uh-huh. the you've had the first uh-huh. course. We still have the dessert course to come, but this is the meat. This is what really yeah. Breaking Bad hangs its hat on. You're witnessing history here. People. You really are television You're history it for the first time. So, uh, but it's it's awesome. And I remember when I saw this, just like my jaw dropped that like this is going to blow the scale of this series wide fucking open. Yeah, when you look at the receptacles that they were cooking in in the RV versus these huge tanks that yeah, are taller than walls. There was all this like do it yourself kind of charm to like cooking in the RV and there was some really yeah. nice moments there but now you just look at this Latin like man this is the enterprise at a whole other level yeah and this is the second prong in the two prong attack from Gus yep. he knows that even if he can't appeal to his pride um, in a way that the way that he does which it, that works too yeah but then he appeals to his chemistry and that's the thing he he appeals to his chem- he's man it's it's actually a four prong attack because he knows that <laughs> yeah, him right. and Skyler are on uh-huh. the rocks. So the incentive to keep a promise to keep the family is going to be, uh, you know, that's going to be a, a minor temptation at best. He's appealing to his love of chemistry because this is shit that Walt's never gotten to play with. Yeah. Like this is, you know, the coolest stuff, uh, the, the the state of the art and it's, it's rugged and it's industrial and it can, it's it's purpose made for this one thing that he is very very good at. Yeah. Uh, he appeal in, in the pride because I need you. Uh, you mm-hmm. know you can work with competent people because he talks about like you know hey he's got fine help that's going to be dispose uh, disposable or at Walt's disposal. Finally, he hits him into manhood. You know this is a Another very and, and man seeing Gus shift into this gear yeah. like when he goes you know a man provides like he lowers yeah. the register mm-hmm. and the mild mannered businessman drops away and it's fucking Gus Fring yeah and it's so such good. a contrast with the way that he kind of plays naive with oh I don't know what I'm doing I'm yeah. I'm manipulate what are you talking about I'm not manipulating you right 
uh, yeah, it's such a switch. And you see that this man is more than meets the eye. Yeah. And it's... And he's got an answer for everything. I don't... I've lost my family. Do you have children? You'll always have... Do you always have people you're responsible for? And that's what a man does. Yeah. He just... Even when they don't respect you or love you, you still provide. You bear up because... Yep. And why? Because he's a man. And you can feel Walt's penis shrivel <laughs> under that withering assault. And he can't stand it. Yeah. yeah he can't yeah. stand it. Like... Any one of these legs missing, and he's like, "Whatever, whatever, man, I'm out of here." But th- he can't sus- he can't s- sustain an attack to all four areas at once. It does no massive critical damage. And- no, frankly, <laughs> I I can see why he changes his mind here. It's yeah. an impressive onslaught. It is. It really is. Uh, so Skyler's getting cleaned up after another IFT session, and she feels these heated floors on her feet, and this time. There's a different something different's going through her head. She puts down a towel. She doesn't want to feel those heated floors. Um, Why the second thoughts? She's. I think she's feeling guilty. I think she like she goes to her lawyer later on. And she's saying, "Oh, I don't know why I'm sleeping with him and all this stuff." And you know, then she comes around and says, "Oh, I I do know why I'm sleeping with him." I, I feel like there's there's a moment where she is saying, "You know what." Maybe Walt did do this for us, and maybe I shouldn't treat him so harshly. And these heated floors are kind of a symbol of the way she's been treating Walt. Do you think... Yeah, but there's also something to connect with the Marie Hank thing. Like, Hmm. you know, the fact that Hank has got a dangerous job, and he could have died, and now Marie can't get through to him, and she's having to struggle over something that's so minor, and, you know, Walt's got... I, I, I... can't really connect it exactly, but I feel like there's something to that as well that made her uncomfortable. Although, when she was pulling up, waiting outside Ted's house for their little, you know, nooner session, it seemed like she was a little less comfortable already. Yeah, and we've seen a couple of times where Ted's trying to get her more involved in this relationship, she and she it. won't do it. So, yeah. And also, Junior is so happy to have Hank back, and, mm-hmm. you know, like everyone's susceptible to pressure from family and peers. And when your son is saying you're a bitch one week and then Walt moves back in and just a fairly cold invitation to dinner gets him all warm and smiley. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's probably hard for mom to, to that. That's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of mom pressure. Yeah. I mean, she's definitely coming around because if you look at this next scene where they're having sure. dinner, she's the one who's all smiley. She's right? actually giving a shit. She's making an effort. Uh-huh. Uh huh. She's laughing. She's smiling. Walt's not. He's got other things on his mind. Sure. Now it's he's this reverse trajectory that's the thing. sort like, of thing. She just missed it. This last uh-huh. doing pulling this last night might have saved it. The whole thing. Maybe. Yeah. If she had just talked to Walt and said, "Okay, you're out, and I'm going to forgive you," but that's it. Right. This series is full of those moments passing each other. It is just as as much like as that. there is like on the nose timing. Um. There's also just. Just near misses. Yeah. Which I feel like it makes it feel more realistic. I I think so, too. I mean, I mean, you know, just bad timing is a part of life. <laughs> I know, but, like, I don't know why that, like, near misses don't mm-hmm. bother me the way, because they're just kind of a, the same kind of statistical improbability. You're right. But when, so when they pepper them with the show with all of those things, yeah. it makes it feel like it the whole out. is a little more believable. Yeah. Right. But the timing had to be off for... Breaking Bad to continue because if Walt's just out, yeah, uh, there's no good there's, show. There's no show left. Mm-hmm. It becomes a Jesse Pinkman meth cooking hour. Yeah, which actually is a show I would also watch. So, <laughs> yeah, Jesse and Saul doing their thing. Yeah, I would love to watch that. Sure. Uh, then we get a 
a time lapse of of night today here in ABQ. And we go to Hank, who's on the phone trying to track down the RV while everyone else is celebrating Gomi's promotion. I guess it's a promotion. You know, it's his going, it's a going away, away party. party yeah. um, Hank scratches the last RV off the list. And as Janice walks by, he asks her, hey, can you check and see if there are any more RVs? Even though Low blow. she's involved in this party in a, in a serious way. She's got the cake in her hand. Ruining Gomi's going away party <laughs> over this bullshit, Hank. That's unconscionable. Uh, what the hell? And then, you know, as she's checking, Hank kind of steadies himself, walks out into the party, uh, you know, to give Gomi a little shit, to take a little shit, and to give him this statue of uh, the patron saint of drug dealers. Jesus uh, Pep as Malverde, right? S- something like that. I don't remember the exact name, but yeah, it's the patron saint of drug dealers that he got in El Paso when he started the job. It's, I don't know if I would want to give him that. It seems like maybe a bad omen. Like, here's a piece of... My adventures down in El Paso. Take it with you. <laughs> maybe, Try not to duplicate my success. Maybe that's a that's a dark take on it. Like Waltz or uh, Hank's giving him that, like you know, the Brady's uh, surfboard mm-hmm. idol. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, you know, Gomi, stay out of the desert, stay away from the turtles, Gomi. <laughs> and then Janice comes back, and she has found one more RV. One more RV yeah. slipped was, through the system. It never had its registration updated, and never reported a stolen anything like that. Sure. So. Uh, Skylar's doing some laundry when she walks by the mess that is the nursery, uh, which is Walt's room, as we know. While cleaning up, she finds Walt's stash of cash in the closet, and she pulls it out just to get a better look at it, mm-hmm. just to take it in, you mm-hmm. know? Sure. Reconsider her options See what a half million dollars smells like. Yeah. I I felt like, as she was looking at this money, she's simultaneously kind of enthralled by it, but also like kind of disgusted Horrified. by yeah, it. Sure, yeah. Sure. And and almost disgusted with herself for pulling this out of the closet and wanting to see it. Like I, I get the a lot of emotions from this particular scene. Yeah, and honestly, you know, this kind of proves our point where we debated last episode where Skylar with the IFT was throwing down a gauntlet, like, you deal with this shit and see how much grace you have. And Walt uh, you know, after I guess they had that heated phone conversation, uh, after Mike pulled the bugs, it seems like he's been a model citizen, taking care of the yeah. baby, keeping to his corner, not being a dick, not uh, pissing in the sink, not pissing, no more sink pissing, <laughs> uh, all that, all that stuff. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Skyler goes to see her lawyer to kind of unload all her emotional baggage here, unpack what she's been feeling. She tells the lawyer about sleeping with Ted and the money in the house and. Lawyer says, you know what? You're a fool for staying in that house, and you need to get out right now. Yeah. Excellent, excellent performance from Anagon in this episode. In, I thought so. In this so. particular scene. I thought so. I mean, just the the way that she, I don't know, psychoanalyzes herself, and she's on the verge of tears here, and she... Like it's trying to rationalize it, and well, like, and that's the thing. Like the lawyers, even you can see how uncomfortable she's. Like, oh, damn, I, yeah, I am, I am this woman's psychologist at this point. Yeah, and she kind of brings it around with the whole look. Uh, I am a a half as good and twice as expensive as your as your standard therapist. Mm-hmm. And yeah, she lays it out, you know, and. I mean, this is interesting. This is kind of the start of Skyler potentially breaking bad because she's confronted with the obvious choice, just like Walt. You take the money 
from yeah. the uh, uh from from shit uh, Elliot and Gretchen. You take the Schwartz money and you go and do some science for them and you get taken care of and that's what you do. That is the obvious play. Mm-hmm. And Walt couldn't because of his pride. She can't because of her love of Walt, her fear of family, yeah, blowing up her family. Mm-hmm. Um, like you know, the, I feel like whenever you're talking about something like you feel paralyzed, you can't take a step in any direction. That's when you you have real stakes, like you know, switching jobs or taking you know whether you should take a promotion. This is like that to the nth degree for her. Yeah, and I, I to me it read pretty genuine. Mm-hmm. I felt very sympathetic for her. Me too. Uh, then she gets home and she finds that the nursery is spotless. Walt's cleaned out all his stuff. And uh, in the crib, she finds the signed divorce papers. Once again, perfectly bad timing on all accounts here. I mean, and, and this is the universe. This is a universe saying, make this fucking decision. Do this. It's yeah. the right thing to do right now. Yeah. And she just, I, I don't know what she's going to do with this, but man... Man, it's a tough decision. Sure. Uh and that's the thing. Like, you know, she finally gets what she's what she's been wanting this whole time. Uh-huh. And just now, as she's changing her yeah, mind. It's yeah, it's the two it's the ships passing the night again. <laughs> yeah, this episode is just full of that. Yep. Uh Saul and Jesse are talking in his office, and Walt walks in and they offer him ten percent of the profits from Jesse's future solo endeavors just to to buy him off here. Instead, Walt hands him the other half of the money, tells Jesse, you know what? Gus has hired me back. I don't need you. And you are never going to cook another ounce of meth in this city again. Unless it's that chili pea shit. Yeah. What's his plan to stop him? I guess using Gus's apparatus to prevent Jesse from from selling it? Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, I read it more as like, yeah, he can't really enforce the you're not going to cook sort of thing, but... Mm -hmm. More that, like, you're not going to have an avenue to sell because right. I'm going to be cooking the blue and it's going to be better know, than we, your shit. We and both gonna... know that the only way to really move the quantity of meth that we make is through Gus, and I got the Gus connection. So yeah. you're, yeah. I'm in, you're out. That was Walt at his most <laughs> malicious, man. He was vindictive. No as kidding. Fuck. No kidding. Uh, the other thing I love about this scene is Saul. Man, begging for his 5% at the end. I mean, from the conversation at the beginning when he's talking with Jesse to the, yeah, the very end where he's like, I, 10%, I can't go any lower and respect myself. Five. (laughs) It'd be funny when he said five if Walt goes four. (laughs) (laughs) That would be pretty funny. Um, Yeah. And, you know, just the feeling you get about Saul. As the series goes on, he's talking about his chiropractor is, is where he gets his Xanax. And then, it's a chiropractor who adjusts you to completion. Yeah. So you know that there's also some other shit going on. Yeah. Man, it's funny. It is really I want to know where you can go to get a massage therapist that can pre- prescribe prescription drugs. The, or the chiropractor. I or guess. is that yeah. some black? This, this She's not prescribing anything. Maybe she's not. Yeah. She's this not is, writing out any scripts. Yeah. These are bulk orders from can- Canada, 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 yeah, probably. Uh, and then Jesse goes outside. And once again, Walt's poor windshield takes hellfire <laughs> rain down from Jesse's hands with a piece of the curb, which I like as a, a nice touch, you know? Sure. Uh, and then we go over to Hank, who shows up at Mrs. Ortega's house to ask about the RV. And that turns out to be Combo's mom. And yep. Hank poor, looks through. What's that? Poor Combo mom. 
Why? Poor Mambo. I just, that, Mambo. I mean, that's, you know, like we talked about it. Like, you know, what do you do when your kid is just in something that's terrible and self-destructive? I mean, as a parent, that's yeah. uh, all you want is good things for your child. And the fact that they, mm-hmm. you know, it's one thing if they get struck down with a disease or something. Uh, it's one thing if they get hit by a car. But just watch them just flushing their life down the toilet an inch at a time. I don't, yeah. I got it. Please spare me from that. And n- nothing you can say is going to change it, right? I mean, that's that's the yeah, if your combo and your mom comes to you and says, hey, I you're really messing up. You need to straighten yourself out here. He's not going to take her seriously. Yeah, it's almost like you got you got to let the kid make his own mistakes to a certain point. But in combo's case, he had no more mistakes left to make. Man, yeah. he got killed. Right. I mean, that's that's the shit that happens. It's a, it can be yeah. an overdose. It can be, you know, uh, getting in the uh, car when you're too fucked up to drive. It's yeah. Ah, uh, it uh, it's it, it's really sobering watching shit like this happen. <laughs> sure. Uh, so Hank takes a look through Combo's room, which I I kind of love that they just left this big bag of combos in there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Why do you think his his nickname is Combo? Because he loves the dude loves combos. You really think that's it? Yes. Like, he was he wasn't like a safe cracker or like no. <laughs> Dude had, loves combos. Had some other thing going on. Like, in high school, I could see him being the guy that could get into the lockers. Yeah, I don't know. But it's no, you think it's combos. Just combos, big bag. Combos, yeah. Oh, man. Uh, and he finds this picture with uh, Jesse in it from the strip club that they stole uh, the the night before they stole the RV. And that kind of bookends the episode. That's why the titty club was significant. Yep. That's why I have to fight for those titties, Villigan. And I, I love that it's just that picture. The one with the tits right on their head. Yeah. Now, Great Hank's got to see this guy and be like, oh, for, for fuck. <laughs> this guy again? Uh-huh. Oh, my God. He's the dumbest guy alive. Yep. Good stuff. Anything else to say about this episode? Uh, I got some stuff to say about spoilers, but no. it's uh, yeah. it's It's now... Breaking Bad feels like it's 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 taken a deep breath these last few episodes, and now things are starting to go in motion. Mm-hmm. And the motion of Walt and Jess or Walt and Jesse and Walt and Skyler and Walt and Saul and Gus and Walt, like and everything, Hank and, Marie and Hank, Hank and Walt. everything's <laughs> been, but it's just not lining up, and it's really grinding to providing a lot of dramatic uh, friction and a lot of points yeah. of conflict. Which is that's what makes drama good. The more conflict, the better. Indeed. I'm excited to see how it turns out. Uh, I have a piece of feedback. A single piece of feedback? A single piece of feedback. Okay. Uh, this was uh, sent to us uh, at to BreakingGood at BaldMove.com by Michael P. Uh, he says, as a sink urination expert, I feel like it is important to mention that you must be able to traverse the yawning expanses of the lip of the sink. I thank Jesus mm. every morning that I'm blessed with the ability to reach the sink. You're welcome, Cynthia P., uh, he also says, keep in mind the atmospheric pressure and most of all temperature play a huge role in my success. <laughs> also, the angle of attack often varies depending on certain morning biological events. Oh, yeah, sure. I've seen me, myself, and Irene. Yeah, yeah. sure. I've lived that. Like, yeah, well, you got, yeah. you, you got morning glory. What the hell are you going to do? Uh, <laughs> if you're not careful, you better have some Windex because the bathroom mirror will need a proper cleaning. God help you if you keep your toothbrush near the sink. Mm-hmm. All right, I don't really have a lot of comments on that, but uh, except for like the Bill Simmons S, yep, those are our listeners. Uh, <laughs> we have a confirmed sync peer. Well, how do you feel, Jim? Uh, how do you feel about this empire that you've you've brought to fruition? Well, I mean, is this a series of bad choices coming home to roost now. 
Yeah, I mean, it, I don't know that Michael P is invited to uh, our our gatherings. Yeah, he's no. There is we a, might the need bald move office sink. tour is is off limits now. It, maybe we just have two sinks. We have one for Michael. We have one for ah. the rest of the crowd. Or maybe you can just lay some saran wrap just all over the entire bathroom surface, kind of like you know, like those stupid uh, paper seat things you put down so your ass cheek mm-hmm. doesn't have to touch. A surface to others' ass cheeks. You do that with like sink pissers. It's just a disposable plastic <laughs> barrier. Yep. But then you got to. In his house, he has, you know, his and her sinks, and then he's got the Michael <laughs> sink in the middle. Actually, no, the Michael sink is across the room. It's, uh, it's a urinal. Just fucking install a urinal, man. <laughs> I've known guys that have urinals in their garages, which I think is kind of cool. Huh. Urinal in the garage. Because your, your hands are dirty. It's not a bad idea. You've been working on your car. You've been, you know, drinking beer. You don't, you don't want to have to go in and track dirt and shit into the nice guest bathroom, nice guest guest house. You just need yeah. to, you just need to, to get it out. And uh, there you go. Adult diapers. <laughs> that's add, go astronaut on it. <laughs> yep. Uh, that's all we got. If you'd like to send us some more f- stunning insights, uh, tips of the trade for peeing and all that stuff. I you have to be somewhat tall to pull that off, right? I think so. I mean, I mean, to the point. I've never tried it, but as a short guy, I imagine it'd be more difficult. Yeah. See, I, I could just, you know, I'm like at ball level with most countertops. So yeah, the angle's right for you. Not a problem for me, but mm-hmm. I got to say that if like if you have to get a step ladder involved or Ooh. some kind of stool, any apparatus, I feel like you might as well kind. just yeah. The, the the benefits outweigh the, mm-hmm. the 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 cost there, and that 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 part. Uh, but yeah, send it to if you got some stunning insights like that. Breaking good at baldmove.com. Our forums at forums.baldmove.com. Also a great place to send us feedback. Got some stuff to talk about the spoilers. Yeah, and we'll do that right after the music. So if you're interested in that, stick around. If not, we'll see you next week. And until then, I'm Jim. I'm Aaron. See ya. And we're back with the spoiler section. What do we have? The thing that made my jaw drop in this episode is where Jesse's freaking out, coming out of the strip club. He's like, I'm going to have to leave town, change my identity or something, Mm -hmm. which is something that he almost did but didn't. And what's interesting is he was so afraid of Walter White that he was ready to do it in this episode but the desire for revenge against Walter White keeps him from doing it and mm. that 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 later that that final act uh-huh which is a disastrous turn of events for him it just really is the thing that that irre- irrevocably fucks up his life yeah uh so i thought that was pretty interesting the other uh, thing about that scene is i'm i'm struggling to think like without combo there to say hey i got this rv would they even be cooking like the RV You're right. enables them to do so much because the first Where time they, they try cook? and cook in the basement, but they're like, fuck that. Yeah. If like we Jesse just bounces and leaves town. Yeah. Is that a wake up call for Walt? You just lost your life savings. Maybe what other contact does he have? Maybe he you know? has to take up Ooh. Elliot and Gretchen. Yeah. Like if you got no other thing, like, you know, at some point you do the thing that you don't want to do. You, you don't, you don't do the thing you don't want to do until you have to. And yeah, I don't know. I also thought it was interesting. Marie's uh, talking about baby Holly. You can leave me with her for the next 18 years. As far as I'm concerned, something that almost happened. Almost. Yeah.
so again, I, these aren't really a foreshadowing. It's just more like, wow. Uh, and talking about Marie, those those sugar packets that she've got, she's got remind me so much of Lydia. Uh, the stevia in the final yeah. season, yeah. Sure. Uh, she always had her her stevia there. I want to talk. I want to return to the subject of Hank because yeah. I'm convinced after this episode that he became obsessed with the meth and the blue crystal and and solving this case. It became his white whale in the next few episodes, specifically one minute when he loses so much. Like he's already lost mm-hmm. his opportunity to go to the Super Bowl. He's already lost the townhouse and townhouse in the Hamptons or whatever the fuck he thinks Marie wants. Yeah. Uh he's per, perhaps lost the ability to walk. Uh he's given up so much that now because he used this meth as an excuse, and it's purely an excuse at this phase, mm-hmm. he has to go forward. He has to see this to the end. He is Captain Ahab. And yeah. that was a little bit surprising to me because I thought, you know, it was just like kind of like a fate kind of situation that did what's his brother-in-law and he's just kind of destined to do it. But no, I mean, I think his mm-hmm. his post his untreated post-traumatic stress and his you know, not wanting to die in the desert at the hands of some crazy DEA, DEA asshole <laughs> uh, is is driving this. What do you think? Yeah, which, I, you know, it's unfortunate how he ends up because <laughs> that's kind of exactly what happens to him. Sure. Uh, but yeah, yeah, you're right. It seems like, you know, it started as just a case he was on. Yeah. And then through this process, I mean, he was he was ready to go. He went to El Paso. And it's not so that tells us that thing, that like, it wasn't important to him at the time. He's also not a coward because every single time he's got a situation where he has to step up and be brave, he always answers that bell. Like, you know, but it takes its toll, too. Right. Like the Tuco uh, incident really took its toll on him more than he wanted to let on. Then the near miss with Tortuga Uh and then the stuff with the cousins in one minute. Yeah, Uh, it, it, it continues to. To, to wear on him yeah i uh, mean if you think hank is in a bad way right now wait until the cousins sure. get a hold of him sure he he goes into a depression i didn't know if he was ever going to come out no of we are speculating him and maria are going to be splitsville he might kill himself he like kill him. all, yeah. all sorts of horrible stuff for yeah hank. or he might go bad i mean there was some the- prominent theories that he just might break bad like fuck this shit i'm tired of losing uh-huh. uh you know he'll be waltz muscle or some kind of crazy shit like that i don't yeah i don't know um but yeah, I I feel like that that's if you'd asked me before the season, I'd have been like, oh, it's just, you know, it's it's kind of one of those fate things. It's mm-hmm. he was he was destined, he was put on this earth to track down Walt. But no, it seems like it's all which I mean, that you can make an argument that this is all Walt's fault too. Because the thing with Tuco was engineered by Walt. If mm-hmm. he wasn't doing a stupid fugue state, uh this cousin situation is the only thing that's not his fault, I guess, is the Tortuga deal. Yeah, that yeah, would happen. I mean, but but the reason Hank got that promotion was because of the Tuco, you know, yeah, lawman, the hero. Deal. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So it's this. It, you know, Walt destroyed his brother-in-law's life. Yeah. Literally, Walt's pride destroys everything around him. Honestly, uh, were you kind of like, if Walt gives that speech in season five, we deride it for being too on the nose and ham fisted and crazy. Which is the overweening pride type type of oh, like okay. using those exact words to talk about himself uh-huh. in a denial type of way. Yeah, his pride wasn't as obvious right now. I mean, yeah, you have the Elliot and Gretchen stuff. See, they're still talking about this family, and there's the thing: like, you can't say 
it wasn't about his family at all. Oh, I agree. Yeah. It, but at some point, the pride takes over. Yes. And, and to me, the pride takes over in that scene where he's in the red shirt and he's swilling the red wine. And Hank is saying uh, stuff about this this Heisenberg guy. And he's like, oh, yeah, that Heisenberg might still be out there. He might be an amazing well, dude. That That's when he pegs like, the that's throttle. When it's, yes. That's, that's when, when he pegs the stupid throttle and snaps off the handle. That's there's no. But I yeah, I, I think that. I'm coming to the appreciation that the pride first manifests itself when he had a way out with Gretchen and Elliot and he sure. didn't take it. Mm-hmm. But now this is Vince Gilligan after showing us he's eventually putting enough words in Walt's mouth that we can – he's slowly steering the audience. And, you know, that's yeah. something he also talked about, the insider cast. Like that's a that's a dance of the audiences. Will you still like Walt? I need you to like Walt enough to find him interesting and compelling – but I want you to yeah. eventually be repulsed by Walt. And that's mm-hmm. something that I think he really brilliantly engineered throughout the the run of the series. <laughs> I think even, so, too. Even when people I hated Walt, mm-hmm. like they do, uh, you know, some people hated him from the beginning. But as as a lot, the majority of the audience does, you, you know, your sympathies kind of shift to Hank and Jesse. And there's ways to keep engaged. And also, you know, Walt never doesn't be – Walt never stops being an interesting character. I agree. And part of that is this battle that he's waging within himself, right? I mean, yeah, pride is a big part of it, but family is a big part of it, like you said. And those two things are, those waves are breaking against each other inside of Walt, and he's got to determine what he's going to do. And that's super compelling, I think. He's fighting his own worst nature versus the thing he knows he wants to do. So you got like Tony Soprano, uh, fundamentally bad guy. Uh-huh. Don Draper, we feel like, is a fundamentally good guy, but he's tortured by his demons from the past, the and he he's acts so out, flawed and he's so ways, fucked yeah. up, and needs therapy, and it's, unfortunately, guys just didn't get therapy uh-huh. in the 60s. Um, Walt, is he fundamentally a good person or a bad person? I... Man, that's a tough question to answer. And it's like one of those things where, like, if he dies in uh, the Live Free or Die episode, I feel like you say he's a bad person. But he comes back solely to make peace with Skyler and to save Jesse, knowing that he himself is not going to make it out of that scenario and spends all the money that's that's not going to his kids. Like, I, I mean... I feel like fundamentally he is a good guy that got caught up in extreme circumstances and made a lot of I evil think decisions. So, but, but there are a lot of things you can point to that he does that say that that's not true. I know. Well. It's like kind of like, you know, maybe someone can make an argument that Hitler's not a bad guy. Just things got, in, in you know, moment, got away yeah. from him. Like, yeah. you know, he really did care about his dog and his girlfriend and mm-hmm. he was, had a sense of humor. I, I, you know, Walt's not Hitler, but damn. Yeah, I mean, some of his actions are good, are very good. Some of his actions are very bad. And, like, at any given moment, it depends on which one he lets get the better of him, you know? Yeah. I mean, it doesn't help that he actually fought literal Nazis in the final season. Like, you had the... <laughs> it's arguable that Vince Gilligan had to use neo-Nazis or you wouldn't root for Walt. Like, like, yeah, like if he was fighting yeah. season four Gus, you'd probably be on Gus's side, you know? Sure. Uh, but putting <laughs> honest to God neo Nazis, yeah, okay, I'll still root for Walt. Sure. Uh, the one other thing I want to talk about in the spoiler section are these floors, these heated floors. Okay, 
This is really interesting, and it I I feel like it's you know the strip mining of the past, the infamous strip mining of the past that Villigan does. You can see that his lavish spending starts here, right? Yeah, he got talked into it, but how hard was it really to talk Ted into these heated floors? Yeah, yeah, that's. And then when he takes mm. his the tax money and he goes and he buys a fucking car with it, Ted's stupid too. Yeah, this is the beginning of his reckless spending, and I feel like. Well, that's always been his problem. It's not that the company is not as profitable. It's just yes. your old man was probably frugal. <laughs> yeah. And you've blown through the fortune that was probably earned by three generations of your forefathers. And you combine that with the recession. Sure. Yeah, sure. But your dad would have weathered the storm, whereas you are he spending like... Back. You're spending... Yeah, this guy seems like he's spending in the face of... I don't know, just... Uh, no, he's making destruction. He's making some poor decisions, and you know, karma's a bitch. You know, the oranges start rolling, and things happen. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. No, that's a good. That's a good point. Um, because I, it's amazing how much they actually show that happening at this stage, where it doesn't really come to fruition until much, much later. Yeah, I want to say it's next season. Yeah, when he comes back with the BMW or whatever after Skyler has put on, yeah. you know, worked worked her her number on the IRS investigator and uh-huh. uh, yeah, no, he's 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 a, a small scale dirtbag or just a dumbass. He's not evil. No, he's just a he's dumbass. Not. He's mm-hmm. a selfish dumbass. Yep. <laughs> That's is his wife dead or did she leave him? I don't know. I think she died. I was gonna say that's why she left him, but I think she died. Sorry, Ted. <laughs> it's uh, you know, it's a, she she choked on a bowl full of oranges. It's really ironic that he keep him around in the house, you know. Yep. That it. That's it. Okay. Cool. Well then, uh, no I guess we'll see you guys next time. <laughs>